Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. For Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Wednesday. Governor Glenn Youngkin is going to be with us a couple of moments from now. Looking forward to catching up with the governor. You know, he's been out, uh, he's been out on tour basically. I'm looking for the tour jackets, nice black satin tour jackets. Uh, encouraging Republicans, encouraging conservatives to vote early. And you hear so much, man, there's so much pushback. I was at a great event last night. Over at uh, Atlas 42, I was uh, quite pleased, quite honored, quite humbled to be the keynote speaker for the Henrico County GOP. And it was packed. It was an absolute sellout over at uh, Atlas 42. And one of the things I addressed was this reluctance on the part of Republicans to participate in early voting. I don't like it. Voting day is voting day. And you know what? Inside my head, I keep saying the same thing. But the reality is this. You want to affect change, you have to win the election. You want to win the election, you have to play by the rules in place. You don't like the rules that are in place, uh, go back to the beginning, win the election, and then change the rules. But right now, the rules are what the rules are. And if you want to make a difference, you truly do want to stand with the governor and make Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. That I'm telling you right now, be part of this whole secure the vote, be part of this early voting, and uh, let's make sure that Governor Yunkin has two years where he's got a House of Delegates and a State Senate that are going to be working with him. I should tell you that uh, Goochland County is in a world of hurt right now. Lawless is the way some people are describing it because of the current incumbent Commonwealth's attorney, Mike Caudill. The clerk of the circuit court has now come out and talked about what an absolutely poor job Mike Caudill does as the Commonwealth's attorney in Goochland. I'm going to share with you the uh, the letter from the clerk of the circuit court for Goochland County uh, as we head through the afternoon. Let me just start. I have enjoyed serving as the clerk of the circuit court of Goochland County for the past year. Previously, I served as the principal deputy clerk for over eight years. It is my pleasure and a distinct honor to help the people of Goochland as they navigate their way through the circuit court system. I will always strive, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. One of the most important aspects of my position is to ensure that the circuit court runs smoothly for the benefit of the judge and the community. This requires teamwork with the other local offices that are part of the justice system. 
the sheriff's office, oh, the sheriff's office and my office work together seamlessly. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said of the Commonwealth Attorney's Office. The current Commonwealth's attorney, that would be Mike Caudill, for those of you keeping track at home, the current Commonwealth's attorney is often unorganized, unprepared, and unfamiliar with the court docket. He constantly loses paperwork that my office provides to him prior to going into court. Quite frequently, we send numerous requests to the Commonwealth attorney to inquire about orders and other court paperwork that the judge requires for pending and settled cases. There has been little interest in correcting these shortcomings. Wow! Now the uh, clerk goes on, and I will share more of it as we head through the afternoon. But make no mistake, this is not just some personality conflict between the Commonwealth's attorney and the sheriff. You know, I heard this this, this uh, Commonwealth's attorney, Mike Codill, on with uh, John Reed yesterday. And he's, he's a little upset that people are learning about all this stuff. And he claims it's all just a personality thing with the sheriff. Well, I got news for you. You've got the deputies in the Goochland County Sheriff's Office who are just to a T supporting his opponent, John Lumpkins. Uh, you have the sheriff who was supporting his opponent. You've got the prior sheriff who was supporting his opponent. And you've got the clerk of the circuit court saying this guy's office is an absolute unmitigated disaster. You'll have to decide how you go in Goochland. All right, Governor Glenn Youngkin joins us just moments from now. 308, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. Governor Glenn Youngkin is going to be along in a couple of moments. We'll chat with him about a wide variety of things, including the amazing stuff that is, uh, well, that's been accomplished. Uh, we're sort of at the halfway point, and there's been some great stuff accomplished, but I'm just here to tell you, as a fellow Virginian, there could have been a lot more done if the governor had folks in the state senate who who wanted to work with him actually wanted to work on behalf of we the people instead of the special interests that they're representing and secure the votes this is something that the governor has been traveling the state talking about saying hey maybe you don't like the new rules but they are the rules you want to make things better you have to win elections you want to win elections you got to play by the rules that are in place so Governor Yonkin will be with us just a moment or two. I also want to uh, share with you a little bit more from the clerk of the uh, circuit court out in Goochland County who absolutely, completely, totally dismantles the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney, Mike Caudill, and calls him out for doing uh, uh, just, God, uh, an awful job if you're concerned about law enforcement. Anyway, I mean, look, if you're in favor of uh, criminal activity, you're probably thinking, hey, sounds like a pretty good place to go, but... If you're worried about a safe community, mm-mm. Uh, in addition, uh, the clerk writes, the current Commonwealth's attorney regularly reduces felonies to misdemeanors, and he often plea bargains criminal charges without going to trial. Since 2016, the year he took office, there have been just four criminal jury trials in the county. That is incredible to hear. Four in seven years? Wow. Ah, uh, man, the citizens of Goochland County deserve better. 
We need a Commonwealth's attorney who is willing to prosecute serious criminal charges. Well, I, I don't disagree with the clerk at all. Uh, governor Glenn Youngkin is joining us. Always happy to welcome the uh, the governor to the program. Governor, thank you so much for being here. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. And I still remember our celebration on Father's Day together. And so just great to be with you. Oh, the uh, the pleasure is mine. Uh, the, the honor is mine. You have been out and about. I'm waiting for those uh, Glenn Youngkin black satin tour jackets because you are on tour throughout the Commonwealth on behalf of Secure the Vote these days. Yeah, we are. It's really exciting. First of all, it's great to be uh, both sharing, I think, uh, a great uh, record of delivering. Yeah. Uh, not just me, but our but our but our effort all across the state to to re- provide tax relief, to stand up for parents, to make sure that we're we're supporting education and excellence, but also uh, really providing our kids a pathway to recover from learning loss. You know, back in the blue, I'm so excited about the, the efforts we've made to increase pay across the Commonwealth and and you know, candor to run the to run the Commonwealth a bit better. You know, gosh, we, in our first four months, we found 1.2 billion dollars of money that didn't need to be spent. That's the basis for our tax relief uh, package, and uh, and so I'm excited to talk to folks about it. But listen, early voting starts Friday. Yeah, yeah it starts Friday. We got a 45 day sprint in front of us, and we got to get the vote out. Everybody should go to secureyourvotevirginia.com. Make a plan to vote early. Listen, lots of folks like to vote on Election Day. That is great. But if you don't think you can show up on November the 7th, please make a plan to vote early. We need your vote. Governor, this is one of the obstacles, in all candor, that we who are uh, Republicans, we are conservatives, have had. Uh, we talk about how we don't like these new rules, but we ignore the fact these are the new rules. And by God, if we want to win, you got to play by the rules. You got to listen, the rules are the rules. I inherited them, so I'm going to compete and win. And let me just tell you, Jeff. There were 500,000-plus people that voted for Jason Miares and Winsome Sears and me who did not come back and vote in the midterms. Oh. And that's just wrong. we got to get everybody out, and therefore we're going we're gonna to sign folks up to vote early. You can do it in person. You can, you can order a, an absentee ballot. There will be an email when it's sent to you. There's an email when it's received. You know you can count on your vote being counted. So let's just make sure we get everybody out to vote and win this. This is hugely important we got to get Republicans off the sidelines. I'm so excited about the opportunity to hold our House and flip our Senate. We have great candidates, and uh, we're going to continue to drive the agenda for the Commonwealth to win. I I will remind everybody that uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin is joining us. It's always great to have the governor with us. Governor, you talk about the great accomplishments during your uh, first couple of years in office. We just got this budget uh, deal done. But if we want to be brutally honest, you could have done a lot more. You could have accomplished a lot more for the people of the Commonwealth if you didn't have this obstructionist state Senate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, really uh, infuriating at times yeah. um, because we, we, we finally get a budget done in September. We should have gotten it done back in February and March. You know, in that budget was a billion dollars of tax relief. Of course, the the left liberals in the Senate didn't want to have any. And uh, now there's $5 billion of tax relief for Virginians. Uh, that's $2,200 for every typical Virginia family in 20 months. Uh, this is your money, and therefore want to make sure you get it. It doesn't belong to the state. You know, I, I, Jeff, I'm just stunned sometimes at, at the votes they take. We put a bill in that said that if you are a drug dealer and you deal drugs like fentanyl and someone dies, you should be charged with a felony homicide. And what do they do? They block it. They, they basically vote for dealers over victims. 
we put a bill in that says if you're a social media company, you can't harvest the data of anybody under the age of 18 and sell it. And what do they do? They block it. They vote with social media companies over families. And, you know, the one, the one that infuriates me the most is back in the previous administration, they passed this, this crazy bill that we have to follow California on what car people buy. And so it's mandating EVs for everybody. And so we put in a bill to turn that around and allow Virginians to pick what car they drive. And, of course, they block that. They're, they're, they're basically picking this, this, this maniacal green, green agenda that is driving America into the hands of China and over top of Virginians having, having their own say about what car they drive. This is what we deal with. It's a delay. It's all politics. They care about themselves as opposed to Virginians. And that's why I'm so excited about the chance to bring this great slate of candidates to the ballot to hold our house and flip our Senate. You know, Governor, we've got, uh, we do have wonderful candidates. We've got some folks like uh, John McGuire, who's looking to make the move from the House of Delegates to the State Senate. We've got great people like Siobhan Donovan in this new district that they drew. Then, you know, let's be honest, they drew it in such a way they wanted to, uh, to kick her out. So, so people really do need to step up and help. They do. They do. We've got to get the vote out. And you just mentioned two great candidates and John McGuire, who's, who's been a great delegate and is now going to be a great senator. And Siobhan Donovan, who is literally one of the most well-thought-of senators, she gets stuff done, she stands strong, and uh, we've got to get her reelected. We've got to get her reelected. You know, we've had, we've had such a clear statement from the other side. Everybody who voted with me on something from the Democrat side of things got primaried and pushed out, and, uh, and they're, they're just running so hard left, and we need Siobhan Donovan. We need John McGuire. Uh, we need... We, we, we need Republicans elected into the House and into the Senate so that we can keep Virginia moving. You talked a little bit about the uh, the desire, the effort, the passion, really, that uh, you and uh, your team have brought to this idea of, of getting our kids back to where they were before these lockdowns and the rest of it. All in Virginia, you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, Jeff, it is, it is just heartbreaking uh, to see the long-lasting, the persistent, damage that the terrible decisions that were made by the previous administration and school boards to keep our schools shot had on our kids. I mean, Virginia was 44th in the nation in getting kids back in the classroom. And now we see just the terrible impact that it has had on our children and particularly our third through eighth graders. And the, the numbers are just stunning. Two thirds of our third through eighth graders are either at risk of failing or, or failed their math SOLs. Over half of our eighth graders, uh, third through eighth graders, are at risk of failing or failed their reading SOLs. Can you believe these numbers? We've got to get these kids caught back up. And so I went, I, I walked across the aisle, and I spent time with uh, leadership from the Senate Democrats and along with our House leadership. And we, we put in together $418 million to fund a high-intensity tutoring program so that we can provide three to five hours a week of math and reading tutoring in the schools so that these kids can catch up. It'll run for 16 weeks for some kids and as much as 32 weeks for some kids uh, who really need it. We've got to catch up this generation. The other big issue, of course, uh, the other big issue, Jeff, is that, is that during COVID, when they shut the schools down, they taught kids and families that it was okay to not be in school. Right. And so now we see chronic absenteeism double across the Commonwealth. And so a big chunk of this money as well is targeted to programs to get the kids back in school. 
And listen, there, there is a fundamental truth that parents in Virginia have fundamental rights to make decisions for their children. We go to work defending them every single day. But parents, you also have a responsibility. Get your kids in school. They must be in the classroom in order to learn these basic, these basic foundational needs of reading and math so they can be successful in life. It's such a, God bless you for doing it. It, it is so vital, and, and, and you can see it. Those of us who are parents that have kids uh, who came through that COVID time, gosh, there are just moments where you shake your head and say, I, I hope, I pray that they're going to be able to uh, to catch up. One, one of the things you did in this budget, sir, and, and, and we, we've chatted enough that you know, I've got certain passions, uh, special needs, and and law enforcement. These are these are my things, and boy, you delivered on both fronts in this budget. Well, thank you. I, I, I tell you, I've I've laid out a, a serious priorities, and of course, one of them was to make sure that our law enforcement heroes continue uh, to get the support they need. We had four hundred million dollars of of incremental investment in salaries and training and equipment in the in the budget we signed last summer. And then we made another big step on, ta- on addressing the compression, particularly in our, in our sheriff staff, our deputies all across Virginia. And I have, I have committed myself that we are going to make sure that funding is available for our, for our kids with special needs to get off of the waiting lists. And I was really pleased that uh, we were able to really deliver there. So, you know, there's one thing that I firmly believe that when you make a promise, you've got to work like crazy to deliver it. And uh, I, think we've, I think we really have... Hit, hit our stride on so many areas of bringing down uh, the tax burdens and making sure that we have good funding into our schools, but also creating multiple pathways for our kids so that they have a choice back in the blue, standing up for so many of our kids that, that need extra support. Let's get it to them. And particularly our kids with disabilities, uh, we, can, we can do so much better. And I'll tell you, the last thing that I was so pleased with is we've rolled out a very aggressive plan to transform what is an overwhelmed behavioral health system, a behavioral health system that has been, has been overwhelmed by the pandemic, was not designed for what's going on, and particularly for our young kids. And so we, we, we press forward with a lot of our funding for our Right Help Right Now plan. And uh, listen, if we can bring down the cost of living and make sure there's excellence in schools and empower parents and back the blue and stand up for those kids that need extra help, and on top of that, make sure Virginians get the help they need when they need it, when they have a mental health crisis. Boy, Virginia is on the move. And that's why we got to win these elections. No so that doubt we can about continue it. to accelerate. No doubt about it. Uh, Mr. Governor, I want to give you a chance to, uh, to, to uh, remind everybody that website for Secure the Vote. But my understanding is, and I don't mean to be uh, blowing things out of the water, but you continue to donate your salary each quarter. Uh, is, is, is the First Lady aware of this? Yes, <laughs> First Lady is aware of it. It's really our salary that we donate, and I know that. And uh, we're going we're gonna to donate this afternoon to an a, incredible organization uh, that, that tutors kids. It's the Life Enrichment Center down in Virginia Beach. And uh, we're going to donate our quarterly salary in order to help them uh, help kids recover from learning loss. And it's a great program that works in the Virginia Beach public school system. God bless you. All right, one more time. Would you give everybody that Secure the Vote website so they can take advantage of that? Yeah, I will. Make a plan. Go to Secure Your Vote Virginia, all spelled out, dot com. SecureYourVoteVirginia.com. It's really easy. A few clicks, and you can either order a mail-in ballot. You can find out where to go vote early. And the great thing is, is when you have a mail-in ballot, you can email your ballots on the way. And then when you send it back in, you get an email that says your ballot's been received. 
And uh, we know that way, you know, you, your vote's been counted. Folks, we've got to turn out the vote. We've got to get everybody off the sidelines and participating. We can hold our house and flip our Senate. There you go. 45 days sprint, as you said. Mr. Governor, it is always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. God bless you for what you're doing. Stay strong, would you? Thank you, Jeff. God bless you, too. Take care. Thank you, my friend. That is uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin. Uh, I I like Governor Youngkin a lot. It's just as simple as that. I, I think he's done tremendous work. Uh, I am uh, I'm taken aback, quite frankly, that the Virginia Democrats had such a bizarre, twisted view of the world. They still have this bizarre, twisted view of the world uh, that says your money is their money. I, I mean, that's what they say. You can work really hard. You are breaking your rear end to earn whatever it is that you earn. And the Virginia Democrats say, that's not yours, that's ours. You give it to us, we're going to give it to people we like. And it may or may not be you. It's outrageous. If anybody else came along and picked your pocket, if anybody else came along and literally stole money out of your wallet, you say, geez, I think this is a problem. But the Virginia Democrats do it day in and day out. Absolutely outrageous it is 328 jeff katz news radio wrva 335 jeff katz news radio wrva thanks again to governor glenn youngkin for uh taking some time to be with us a lot of very very important issues talking about uh what is in the budget uh talking as well about what could have been in the budget issues that frankly should have been addressed that benefit we, the people of our beloved Commonwealth, that, uh, well, they were kept off the table or they were shut down because of Virginia Democrats of the state Senate. It is absolutely outrageous. And you notice uh, Governor Yunkin uh, making a, a special point of saluting two members of our state legislature. My friend uh, John McGuire, who's a state delegate right now, who, well, after the election is concluded, uh, should, uh, God willing, be my new state senator and my current state senator, who I got to tell you, we hate to give up, but the district was was redrawn. And I, I say to those new folks in Henrico, uh, you are very, very fortunate uh, to have Dr. Siobhan Dunavant as your state senator after this election. We got to get her past the uh, finish line first. Governor Yunkin uh, paying special attention to her contributions as well. And I'm happy to say she's joining us. Uh, Dr. Dunavant, Senator Dunavant, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Jeff. And it was so fun to be with you last night. You are amazing. Oh, that's very, very kind. It was uh, it was absolutely my pleasure. Great team that the uh, Henrico County GOP has put together. Uh, you are running a, I, I think, a very, very effective campaign. You're talking about the issues, and and the only thing I see with your opponent is, hey, I'm a wholly owned subsidiary of the teachers union. Let's move along. I mean, I, I just, I don't think I've heard anything of, of substance from him. Well, it is. It's frustrating. And, you know, it's funny. He, he models himself as a subject matter expert on education, and yet he votes against bills that would create the strong, best education for a child ever, which Thank is you, when God parents and teachers collaborate. Um, you know, he has not carried any substantial nor succeeded in passing any substantial legislation on education, whereas I have been prolific on making sure we have individualized education and restructuring special ed. And there are other people that just vote on the other legislators' bills. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, there's no doubt that uh, State Senator Siobhan Donovan has been at the forefront on all of these issues. You, you've done an awful lot, my friend, to uh, uh, to advocate for children uh, during your time as a state senator. This all in Virginia. We were talking about it with yeah. the governor. This is one of those things you're passionate about, getting our kids to kind of undo the fog and the fuzz that they've been subjected to as a result of these these school closures. And, and it, it is about individualized attention, isn't it? It is. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that I, I, of course, my brain works a certain way. And most things I have a frame, a reference, a frame of reference that is medical. But to me, we are in triage. We have got to figure out what are the most important things that we have to get done because we're in a crisis. And to hesitate is to fail. We're going to fail a generation of kids if we hesitate. So right now, what do we have to do? We have to do English and math. And everything else should wait. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, you know, of course we have to do science and all the major things. But when I, I'm talking about the social conversations and the, you know, the issues about, um, you know, pronouns and gender and do parents know or do they not know? First of all, parents know about their children. And it's the, it's the school's obligation to make sure they're well informed. And secondly, please, please, please help our children succeed in the benchmarks of education, which are in the subject and not in social issues. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Dr. Siobhan Dunneman happens to be my state senator at the moment. I have been just absolutely thrilled with uh, Senator Dunneman as my state senator. You know, we're we're a little sad here in Hanover that uh, that you're going to be strictly Henrico, but uh, the folks in Henrico are going to be fortunate enough to have you as their state senator if we, we get through this election the way that I'm hoping that it goes. are going to see somebody who, who is continually advocating it. And one of the areas that uh, you have really really, really taken the lead on uh, is is making sure that uh, folks can sort of do this this educational transference, this transition. I know I'm messing up the words, but but you can explain yeah. it better. Well, um, first of all, I, I this is the beautiful part about Virginia. Really, there are 40 legislators, and in a way, we're accountable to everybody. Yeah. So I'm always there for my beloved Hanover, and John and I will collaborate beautifully. Yes. Um, but I will say that, uh, you know, um, the, you know, when we're talking about workforce, which is one of the governor's and my favorite subjects, is we really have to talk about how do we take out some of the stupid stuff that makes it hard. And repeating credits was one of those things, repeating classes and paying twice. Yep. And we are now with laser focus turning that on healthcare education. And we're looking at how do we accelerate that? How do we align it so that if you have to go to a different school, you don't lose the credit, you apply it to the new school, really aligning all of those initiatives and making it easier and less expensive. But one of the things I'm really excited about for healthcare is competency-based learning. Mm -hmm. And that is when you can apply um, experience you've had in life and get credit for it so that you can take fewer classes or take the classes faster. This is really applicable in nursing. Nursing is kind of one of those educations that you can do in steps. You can be a, a nurse's assistant and then an LPN and then an RN and then a, you know, a, um, you know, a, a, a nurse practitioner. And right now you have to recreate the wheel at every phase. Oh. All the clinical time, even though you just did 500 hours of clinical time four years ago, um, when you got your RN and now you're working full time, still you have to do all this other time. 
we are challenging nursing education. First of all, we're getting everybody to one table to talk about how we do this better, faster, cheaper. And we're going to challenge them to figure out how we can really um, utilize competency-based learning and life experience to, you know, catapult us to a workforce that can answer the call. You talk about nursing, uh, and you know this. I'm, I'm, I am the very, very proud son of a nurse. My mom was a, was a med surge nurse for uh, 30, 40 years, and uh, uh, best people on, on God's green earth are nurses. We've got a real shortage right now, and this mm-hmm. idea that we would run people through the ringer again just for the sake of running them through those, 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 those uh, clinical hours and the rest, I mean, it really is just absurd, right? It is, and- You know, I look at our nurses and our teachers, and to me, in so many ways, they are alike. They are people who are, you know, have chosen a career around a vocation of inspiring, helping, and serving other people, and we are throwing them away. We're wearing them out and throwing them away. And it's about pay, yes, but it's Mm -hmm. about all the other things that we put them through, and, um, you know, demeaning, I know that teachers don't feel safe. We've had to pass legislation so nurses have the opportunity to prosecute if they're assaulted. We, we need to be responsive. I think nursing's moving faster in this than, than education is. But I'll tell you one thing for our teachers when I go back up there, I'm going to require that there be an exit interview. I've, we've done this. I've initiated this at the hospital before. There has to be an exit interview on every nurse, every, in this case, every teacher that leaves. And we want to know why they're leaving because we can't solve all those other problems of how we're wearing them out if we only focus on pay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, as I mentioned to you, uh, there's a whole crew of people now in Henrico who are going to have the opportunity to vote for you for the first time. Uh, I'm hoping that they're listening today, and I I want them to be able to uh, dive even deeper. Remind everybody of your website, if you don't mind. Donovan delivers. The OBGYN comes through again. DonovanDelivers.com. I'm going to deliver for you in the Senate again the next four years. It's actually going great, John. I, I'm Jeff. I'm so excited. And John oh, I, McGuire. Yes. Let me finish oh. your name. I said John earlier, but I meant McGuire. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Listen, I'll take whatever it is because uh, you're my state senator. And as I said, uh, we've loved having you and the folks in, in Henrico who are going to uh, be fortunate enough to have you as their state senator are going to be thrilled as well. Great stuff. Dr. Donovan, Senator Donovan, Siobhan, whatever it is that uh, is appropriate at this point. Thank <laughs> <Siobhan>. you. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, my friend. <laughs> thank you for being here. That is Siobhan Donovan. She is a great, great woman, and I'm telling you, uh, if she is a candidate on your ballot and, and you haven't had the opportunity to explore more, please go to Donovan, DonovanDelivers.com, DonovanDelivers.com. 345, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Three fifty-two, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Yeah, it is a Wednesday, right? Am I keeping? Yeah, I am keeping track right. Yeah, it is Wednesday. Uh, I am uh, looking at some of the uh, citizen journalism being conducted at the moment. Uh, you, you and I both know that the uh, the reporter ranks are pretty.
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. slim these days. They really are. Uh, I can name for you a handful of the solid news people in town, right? I always start with John Burkett, crime insider over at CBS 6. I think the best of the best. If you're going to rank him, he's the best. I think Wayne Colville over at CBS 6 has done just an incredible job for, for decades now. He just won another big award. I forget what it is. I think he's building like a second, uh, like an adjoining structure in uh, Colonial Heights to house all of his awards. ABC 8, let me tell you something about 8 News. Shane Moreland and uh, Larry, when he was there, Larry's left, they put together an absolutely uh, barn burner team over there. Just great. And then online... Mike Dickinson is doing the job that uh, a lot of reporters should be doing. Mike Dickinson has tracked down all of the paperwork about the Susanna Gibson. And, and, and despite your thoughts and my thoughts that the paperwork involving Susanna Gibson would probably be like, I don't know, an old copy of Hustler magazine or something. No, these are the, the papers she had to file to run for office. And she said, he said, rather, I'm looking at these forms. And they have different signatures on them. Which one is the right signature for Susanna Gibson? And what about the notary public who notarized the one signature that doesn't look like the other signature? We just had to have some stuff notarized the other day. And and it's gotten pretty serious in the notary world. You've got to provide ID now. Everybody's keeping these ledgers. There was a time. I'm just perfectly blunt with you. Years ago. Uh, with uh, some private investigation and things that I was doing, I had to have a a notary license. And it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as uh, as organized, I should say, for some people as it is now. It it is absolutely serious stuff, and it needs to be, because you have people signing official documents. You have people signing legal documents, and it has to be that person. So, Mike Dickinson says, I have now filed a police report in Louisa County on the non-matching signatures on the elections documents of Susanna Gibson and of the mismatching notary dates. That's another thing. If somebody signs it on the 10th and you notarize it on the 11th, is that an issue? Well, Mike Dickinson says that's a felony. It looks like someone will have some explaining to do. So uh, Mike continues to do that sort of work, and Mike pops up on this program talking uh, about all of this stuff. And you know who else is coming to town? Probably the, I don't know, the poster child, and I mean that in a good way, 
for citizen journalisms, uh, journalists rather, citizen journalism, I would say that uh, Andy No is absolutely at the top of the list. Andy No has done incredible work through the last couple of years. My friend John Reed is is heading up this uh, Virginia Council, and he has put it all together. John, you know, he, he's great at organizing this sort of stuff, man, and he's done it. So Andy No is coming to town Friday. I know the uh, location is still under wraps for fear of Antifa folks, but uh, he'll get that detail to you as you get closer. And I've got a couple of things to share with you about Shannon Dillon, who is seeking the uh, Commonwealth Attorney's Office in Henrico County. We'll do that right after uh, the 4 o'clock news. It is 356. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. My buddy Kevin Carroll is going to be along in a half an hour. Kevin, as you know, I hope, a retired sergeant from the Chesterfield County Police Department. He's a member of the Chesterfield County Board of Supervisors, represents the Matoica District. Just a good, good solid guy and I, I wanted to bring him on you know we're we're all in election season and and for those who are angry about it upset jeff i just refuse to vote early okay i mean it is your decision to make and what you may or may not know is i'm kind of there with you i have voted absentee in the past because i would be away from the locality but I look at where we are now, and whether we like it or not, and in all candor, I don't like it. I really don't. I don't like it. But it is what it is. And if you would like to change it, then you need to win the election and elect the people who might change it. It is ultimately all about winning elections and impacting our community. I never tell anybody how to vote. I tell you how I am voting or how I would vote. As an example, if I were in Henrico County, I would vote for Shannon Dillon for Commonwealth's attorney. Now, I don't live in Henrico County, so I I, I shan't be casting that ballot. I'll be voting for Mackenzie Babichenko. She is going to be our Commonwealth's attorney up here in Hanover County and she's a great great lady and she's running unopposed which I think is very cool and I know she's going to do a great job and I can tell you who else who else am I voting for in Hanover County Dave Hines who is our sheriff great guy there's a reason that the Hanover County Sheriff's Office is as good as it is and I know there have been a, a long line of really great sheriffs But I know, and count as a friend, Dave Hines. And I know what a great job he does, and I know the support that uh, he has been able to generate for his deputies. And that says a lot about him. says a lot about him. So I'll be voting for him. My state delegate is Buddy Fowler. And I will happily, gladly vote to reelect Buddy Fowler. Now, Buddy does have uh, an opponent. And if memory serves, it's the uh, the same lady who seems to run up for everything for the Democrats. 
but I'll be voting for Buddy Fowler. State Senate, well, I've told you. Hey, right now, my state senator is Siobhan Donovan. And in case you didn't figure it out, I, I like Siobhan Donovan. like her a lot. I really do. Brilliant woman. I think she's done great work in the state Senate. But she's been redistricted. So I'm going to get a new state senator. And that's going to be John McGuire because he, if I recall correctly, is running unopposed. Let me make a suggestion, though, to folks who are running unopposed, whether it's John McGuire. No, let me use John McGuire as the example, actually. Uh, I would say to those people who are running unopposed, you still need to get out and get in front of people. You've still got to tell people who you are and what you're about. Because right now, you might actually be the only name on that ballot. That's very cool, and then you're going to be elected and all that good stuff. But you'd still need to let people know in your community just who you are. Now, I look at John McGuire. I'm going to use him as an example. John McGuire does not have an opponent as memory serves, in the state Senate election. You would not know that, however, because John continues to crisscross this district every time I turn around. He's somewhere. And I love that. I mean, I'm not knocking him. I love that about him. He's like the hardest working guy you're ever going to meet. So I'm excited about him being my state senator. Supervisor? You know, this is a weird one up here in Hanover County. We don't do change in Hanover County, although our board of supervisors is going to look very, very, very different after this election. There are there are a couple of incumbents who got uh, knocked off in the primaries. My seat, the Beaver Dam seat, we had uh, Bucky Stanley for like ever, like twenty years, I think, and then he passed away. And he was a great guy, so he passed away. And then there was a a temporary caretaker supervisor, and that was Alan Davidson who. Another great credit to Central Virginia, retired lieutenant colonel from the Hanover County Sheriff's Office. And so he he filled that seat for a period of time. And then we had an election, and Rob Manolo won that election. And then we just had another election, and Rob Manolo lost that election, and Jeff Stoneman won that election. So I'll be voting for Jeff Stoneman. Jeff is another great guy. He's a local business guy, really just rock solid, uh, man of faith, which I love. And uh, cares about our community. So anyway, we're, we're having change up here like nobody ever thought. And we've got this bizarre effort on the ballot up here, which is crazy, to change from an appointed school board to an elected school board. Now, I know there are a lot of folks who have elected school boards. Henrico and Chesterfield are, are going to pop up right away, right? We don't want that in Hanover County. We really don't. No offense to those who might be on those school boards elected to those positions, but we don't want it. We don't want the teachers' unions parachuting in and buying seats on the Board of Education. We don't. Because what you need to remember is that those teachers' unions do not have the best interest of our children in heart. And you know who else they don't care about? They don't care about the teachers themselves. I mentioned Shannon Dillon and how I would uh, very happily vote for Shannon Dillon as Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico County. And uh, her tagline is the right Shannon, because the the incumbent is Shannon Taylor. On a personal level, I will tell you that Shannon Taylor has never been anything except uh, polite and and, uh, professional. Always willing to come on the program, and I I appreciate that. But I wouldn't vote for her, because she's a hard left-wing person. And she is in favor of your George Soros agenda items. 
Now, there's a reason. I want you to be very clear on this. There is a reason that police officers and firefighters in Henrico County have decided they are supporting Shannon Dillon for CA instead of the incumbent. You know what they're basing that on? Having worked with the incumbent for, what, eight years now? They know what Shannon Taylor is really all about. Shannon Taylor is not about law and order. Make no mistake about it. Unless you can target a cop. And then, well, there's a slightly different focus. But she's in favor of getting rid of the death penalty. I don't know where you are on that. I certainly don't want to get rid of it. She thinks that cash bail should go away. She thinks that minimum mandatory sentencing should vanish. Three strikes rule? Nope. Shannon Taylor's against that. And I can tell you, having spoken with any number of Henrico uh, law enforcement officers, they, they, they cringe. They make arrests and they cringe because they do know. They do know that her office, the CA's office, man, uh, they are going to do everything possible. To kind of come down on the side of the evildoer instead of the uh, the the good guys, right? Side with the criminal instead of the cops. It's crazy, but that's why I mentioned uh, Shannon Dillon. I had the opportunity last night, and, and I was out there at uh, Atlas Forty Two in the West End uh, on Cox Road. Great facility, by the way. If you've not been there, it really is just a lot of fun and great people and everything else. But it was a it was a sellout, packed house. And I was invited to deliver this uh, keynote address. I hope I did okay. I just want people to know that this is a vital election. And I know there's a lot of other stuff we've got to talk about. But I, I just look at these elections that are going to get underway in two days. Right, Friday the 22nd begins early voting. And I think this will be the most consequential, most important 45 days in the lifetime of most of us. And gripe all you want about the early voting, but man, get out there and vote. Just as simple as that. All right, uh, half hour, I'm sorry, uh, 20 minutes from now, my buddy Kevin Carroll will be along speaking about uh, local elections. He is uh, Matoica Board of Soups supervisor down there in Chesterfield, and he is running for re-election. Good, 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 good guy. 414, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 422, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA, on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bizarre around here simply because we're, uh, we're helping Harry get all packed up. He's, uh, he's, he's shipping out. Shipping out. Yes, indeed. Uh, starting that, uh, semester, quarter. Stanford has quarters uh, up in uh, D.C. working at the uh, U.S. Senate. So I'm pretty excited about it. I really am. Uh, A couple of things I just want you to uh, take a listen to. This is just outrageous. Uh, Speaking of the Senate, there's going to be a new dress code there, but it's only for senators. So that uh, Pennsylvania Senator uh, uh, Frank N. Stein can walk around in his uh, hoodie and his sweat shorts, his gym shorts, and everybody else that works there will have to wear a a suit and tie and show some respect and uh, maintain the decorum and dignity of the Senate. Uh, All the while, he looks like he popped out of uh, some clown car somewhere. Hey, not surprisingly, the clowns over on The View agree with him. Cut number one. So yesterday, Chuck Schumer ended the dress code uh, 
in Washington because they all have to wear suits and skirts and dresses and stuff. Uh, and uh, really did kind of a really wonderful thing for uh, John Fetterman. It's okay if you don't want to wear oh. shorts and a sweatsuit, uh, sweatsuit. You're not obligated to, but this is a guy who votes with one leg in and one leg out because he doesn't want to interrupt the flow of good-looking people in their suits and dresses. And Schumer said, you know what, let me be thoughtful. Let's lighten it up so you can be more comfortable here. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Listen, here's my attitude. I don't care what you wear as long as you get the job done. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if you're in a dress. I don't, I don't care. Because my, at this point, you know, if that's how he's comfortable, I'm more comfortable. Y'all always look good. You're always put together. I'm more comfortable looking like me, and Barbara understood that, and she allowed it, okay? I dress in what I wake up in. The, the, the respect I want to see is for them, for each other. Yes. I want to see the respect for us as a nation, and that has nothing to do with their clothes. This Fetterman is a wonderful cat. He seems to love what he's, and he's doing and, so and he's well. recovered so well and he loves doing what he does. So I don't have any problem. I always I always feel like everybody has the right. Be you. Do the things that make you right. But this idea of people not recognizing that they don't have to. They can keep, you can keep the decorum that works for you. But if it doesn't work for him, let him have his thing. Okay, decorum by nature works for, for all. Whoopi, you may want to avail yourself as you roll out of bed and whatever the hell it is that you went to bed in. Uh, check out a dictionary. These used to be big books containing words and their definitions. Or go to dictionary.com. That'll help you out. 426, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 436, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. We have uh, so much that we're analyzing, and, and everybody in the community is in similar situation, right? You're, you're taking a look right now with early voting opening uh, this Friday, and you're thinking about the future. You're thinking about the future for your community and the issues that are important to you. There's some things that bind us all together. Regardless of whether you are here with me in Hanover County or you're down in Henrico with my buddy John Reed or or Chesterfield County uh, with Kevin Carroll, right? We all ca care about our children. We care about the schools. We care about public safety. We, we care about appropriate uh, development that helps the community. And uh, I am happy to welcome my friend Kevin to the program, a uh, retired sergeant from the Chesterfield County Police Department. He's on the uh, Chesterfield County Board of Supervisors, the Matoica District. Kevin, I appreciate you being here. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thank you for having me on today. I appreciate it. Uh, the pleasure is always mine. Now, before we dive into all of the serious stuff, I just I, I need a little help from somebody who uh, who shares some of my New England roots. What the heck is going on with the Pats? Don't know, sir. Uh, really, uh, it's it's just uh, you know ever since you know you know who left. You know, <laughs> it's, is is he like Voldemort now in the uh, the Harry Potter? <laughs> he who must not be named. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that because I think they did actually celebrate him at the beginning of the season. So, yes, yes. 
fine. They did a good job. It's just the uh, the on-field performance is uh, <clears throat> lacking. All right. Uh, let's move on to a few things that are a little bit closer to home these days, my friend. Uh, down in Chesterfield, you've got a lot of stuff uh, in terms of development, in terms of uh, schools, public safety issues. Bring everybody up to speed. Well, Jeff, you know, in the last three years, we, we've been pretty busy here in Chesterfield County trying to get caught up on things. Um, you know, three years ago, we didn't have plans for new schools in the western part of Hall Street. And since then, we've uh, bought land, rezoned it. We've actually broke ground on a brand new middle school uh, in the western part of uh, Matoka off of Otterdale Road. In that same complex, there will eventually be a elementary school and a Chester County Public Library. We've started construction in the eastern side of the county, um, a new Fallen Creek uh, Middle School as a rebuild because that school was in dire need of, of rebuilding and needed to be bigger for the capacity needed to handle the student volume in that part of the county. And then, you know, the voters in the bond referendum, uh, you know, they approved uh, additional funds for us to build a new high school in the western part of uh, Chesterfield, and we we're in the finalized in the process of finalization of where that school will go. Uh, and so a new police station is actually uh, about three of them uh, through the bond referendum. Uh, one of them out in the western part of Matoka. There will be a new one on Providence Road at Springline at 60. Uh, and um, and right now they're actually rebuilding Company 8 Fire Station 8 down on Hickory Road, uh, which is going to be a more centralized uh, deployment for our public safety fire department resources in that area to decrease you know, response times. And, you know, besides all of that, we've been working with the schools uh, on, you know, teacher pay to make sure that uh, teachers uh, are being compensated uh, properly. Uh, our bus drivers, in order to attract good bus drivers, we have to raise pay for that. And then also addressing public safety pay for a fire, police, and sheriff to make sure that we were competitive in the area and that we could retain our, our people and hire new people uh, to to so we can continue to provide the best public safety possible to our community. Wow, Kevin Carroll is joining. He's a member of the uh, Chesterfield County Board of Supervisors. Represents the uh, Matoica District. You're talking about a lot of development. There, I mean, three new police stations, the fire station, and uh, the new school. So, so the question has to be asked: Is how much does it cost? To what are you guys looking at with your tax rates? Uh, well, actually, you know, the bond referendum, uh, we were able to uh, not have to raise uh, the tax rate in re- relation to that. We actually cut our tax rate uh, from 95 to 92, then down to 91. Uh, we actually did a rebate for the first time this past year on our spring um, uh, tax revenue of $12.5 million back to the community. Uh, and that money uh, was uh, on people's uh, tax bills for their residences. Uh, so if they had checked the bill, they would see that they got a, a refund. Um, but yeah, you know, we working with, uh, you know, there's the CVTA, which I am uh, part of. I was the cha- vice chair for two years and the chair of the Central Virginia Transportation Authority. You know, we passed a $276 million trans- regional transportation package last year. And about $80 million of that is money that's going to come back to Chesterfield. That's just on the regional side. Uh, and then we're getting ready at our next uh, board meeting next week on the 27th. Um, we have a transportation package that we're going to be talking about. And, you know, $12.4 million for a continuous green tea intersection improvement at 360 and Bradman Air Parkway. Uh, $10 million for the Bailey Bridge Connector, which is a road that will really help traffic out in the western part of Chesterfield. It'll connect from Bradman Air Parkway all the way down the Bailey Bridge. And so in the afternoons and the morning commute, when people are trying to get 288, people who live south of Hull Street off of Bailey Bridge will be able to get 
and not actually have to touch Hull Street Road. Uh, you know, $37 million also of regional funds that's being used to uh, extend Woolworth Road uh, from Old Hundred Road north to 288. And that will be a huge traffic reliever for people who are north side of Hull Street. Um, and we actually have programmed in traffic improvements for intersections from Commonwealth Center Parkway all the way to Woodlake and $20 million set aside through CBCA to widen Hull Street from Woodlake all the way out to Ottawa Road with intersection improvements as part of that, including a crosswalk for kids at Fox Club Parkway and Hampton Park Drive so that kids can, who walk to school in the morning to go to Cosby High School will be able to safely do that, which is not something that's out there right now. Wow. I mean, that, that, that is an awful lot. It's a very full plate, Kevin. And this is stuff that uh, uh, you've done during your time on the board. You're looking at these things in the future. Uh, I know how much time uh, it takes on a personal level to be on any sort of a board. And here you are. You're, you're on one of the most active uh, county boards of soups out there. Uh, give me an idea what is motivating you to say, yes, sir, please, may I have another? Well, you know, I was a police officer for 32 years, and my heart's in public service. I started when I was a volunteer fireman as a, as a young man. Um, I want to continue to serve the community. I think that in the last three years, working co- together with the other board members and with our school board and our regional partners, you know, we've been able to do some things that, have, quite frankly, have been incredible, including bringing companies like Lego uh, to Chesterfield County, Plenty to Chesterfield County, Civica to Chesterfield County. Um, to provide jobs for people's children when they get out of school. Um, there's a lot more work to be done. We, we've got to build the Pulling Parkway extension, and I want to build that road without putting a toll on it. Uh, but that's going to require uh, working with our federal partners and our state partners. You know, Rob Whitman, Congressman Whitman, myself, and Secretary of Transportation, Shep Miller, flew in a state police helicopter over the entire area about two months ago to show them the necessity of why we need to have the Pulling Parkway built. Uh, and over the next two years, we're in a NEPA study uh, working with VDOT and the federal government to identify the exact route of that road. And we need to build it from north to south from where it is right now to Hull Street. And we've approved money for the first leg of that from Charter Colony Parkway all the way to Woolworth Road. And that's actually in the design build phase now. So we've got a lot going on and I want to continue to, to, uh, to bring these projects forward. You know, I can't make... I can't change the laws of physics, right? I can't make things happen any quicker. You can only build a school so fast. You can only build a road so fast. You know, we're working on Ottadale Road, and they've they've done a tremendous job to fix Ottadale between Woolridge and Hull Street, and they fixed two of the bridges. They're working on the last one. And it goes without saying that, I, uh, you know, those people who live out there have been under construction fatigue, I'd say, for the last year because of all that. But when it's done, they will have much better roads. They have new schools and the quality of life will be a lot better. Right now, not so much, and I feel terrible about that. I just can't make them fix a road any quicker. I got you. I got you. Kevin uh, Carroll, a member of the Chesterfield County Board of Supervisors, the Matoica District. Hey, Kevin, for folks who are getting ready, Friday is the, the start of early voting, and they're thinking, all right, well, I've heard Kevin on with Jeff. I want to learn a little bit more. Any Anything that you can provide to them? Any place they should go? Well, you know, our registrar's office uh, will be open uh, for early voting, uh, I think, 8.30 on Friday morning. Um, My plan is to be out there uh, to welcome people to the polls. Um, You know, if they have any questions, they can reach out. They can also check check out my website at friendsofkevincarroll.com, where we have information 
about the early voting. I know some people are hesitant about this. I've been talking with a lot of people in the community. Yep. And, you know, and I, and I heard the governor on earlier talking about early voting. And I think that um, people need to make the decision that's best for them. Uh, but uh, I think that um, I just want, you know, the governor talked about the fact that 500,000 people in Virginia didn't actually come out and vote in the midterms. We need to make sure that those people come out and participate in, in uh, one of the you know constitutional processes in this country where it makes it so great, your ability to go out and vote. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, I always appreciate you being here, my friend. That is Kevin Carroll. He's a good guy. And uh, friendsofkevincarroll.com is the website if you uh, need to know a little bit more about Kevin. Uh, early voting starts for all of us this Friday, whether you are in Chesterfield or you're up here in Hanover, Henrico, uh uh, Goochland's got stuff on the ballot, right, including uh, replacing the Commonwealth's attorney out there. We'll talk more about that and uh, the challenge in terms of Commonwealth's attorney down in Chesterfield because that office is also an utter disaster. 445, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 450, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Time for us to get a check of traffic from the MyInsuranceDoctor.com Traffic Center, official insurance of News Radio, WRBA. forecast for the personal injury attorneys of Cravens and Old Weather Center for this evening of the overnight. couple of clouds floating around. Overnight lows of 57. Uh, tomorrow is Thursday. Partly cloudy highs of 82. Right now, we're going to call it 79. Richmond's News Weather and Traffic Station. News Radio WRBN. 4.52. Jeff Katz. News Radio WRBN. Hey, did you know that Joe Biden was at the uh, United Nations? <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, he was there uh, same time as the uh, vile, vicious, despicable, murderous uh, president of Iran was there. Uh, Joe Biden thought that was great, apparently. And this will come as no shock to you. Uh, Joe Biden had nothing of substance to say. He reassured the world that he would continue selling out America to China and any of the other high bidders who may already be in the game. And this will also come as no shock to you. The leftists just loved it. MSNBC, the prime example of this. And I'm going to remind you, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. No, no, no. It's okay. You're welcome. Let's uh, take a listen. Cut number two. I think he wrapped it all together in that peroration at the end to uh, protect the planet, protect human and, and uh, dignity, opportunity for people around the world. Uh, talking about Ukraine, talking about democracy, talking about the planet and reaching out to all peoples. Uh, it was, a, I think, a powerful speech. He's very good in these moments. That is the Joe Biden who has had foreign policy experience for decades, is on a teleprompter, but with a very well-crafted speech that embraces all of this. What, what really stood out to me, Anna, was that I think that President Biden was making an appeal to all of the fence sitters. He started with Vietnam and ended with Ukraine. I don't think that was an accident. Vietnam, I'm the head of the McCain Institute. John McCain was a POW and then worked with Secretary Kerry, <laughs> who was there in the audience, 
to conduct the re the re reconciliation between the United States and Vietnam. I thought this was a very effective, broad appeal uh, to the North, to the South, to democracy, of course, primarily, and Ukraine, but also a, a, an appeal on climate change, on artificial intelligence, on all of the other issues that are dividing the world. And it was a powerful speech, well-delivered, well-crafted, uh, trying to reach across gaps. In many ways, these weren't new messages from the president, but seeing all of them pulled together really does give you more of a comprehensive look at how this president views the world and America's place in it. He's made comments about this being an inflection point in history, about defending democracies around the world a number of times before. To me, what really struck me was there was certainly a statement of a recommitment to those core democratic values, core American values, this president would say as well. It was also a bit of a call to arms. Uh huh. Are they still talking? I'm. S- I apologize. I dozed off in the middle of it. Ah, we loved you. We loved you. We loved you. I mean, that's what I heard. It was. It was kind of like the teacher on the um, uh, the peanuts. Nah, 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 we loved you. Nah, 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 we love. Really? You you like the fact that uh, this schlub is uh, selling America to China? You like that? Okay. Well, good for you, I guess. You you like the fact that America is now viewed as weak instead of strong? Hmm. All right. Well, I guess to each their own, and you know your mileage may vary and uh, may not be valid in Des Moines. You know all those disclaimers everybody used to use all the time. Here's what I know. I know that the economy stinks right about now. I know that the price of uh, vehicles, used vehicles, is is through the roof. I know that it costs more to buy food, costs more to put uh, gasoline in the car, costs, well, everything costs more. And we're weak. And we're in trouble. And there's no way we're going to be able to pay for all of this nonsense. And I, I, I know that our military doesn't seem to have all that many bullets available to them because we've sent everything to Ukraine. And while we've sent $100 billion to Ukraine, you and I are having trouble with the groceries and the gasoline and the rest of it. So here's an idea, MSNBC, bum kissers, bootlickers, water carriers, bottom feeders all, shut up already. We've got to make America great again. Now, coming up at uh, 5.05, we're going to revisit, replay my conversation with uh, Governor Yunkin. Uh, we chatted in the 3 o'clock hour. We've got a lot of new people coming in right now. So we're going to replay that at 5.05. I want you to hear everything that the uh, governor of our beloved Commonwealth is talking about. We'll do that at 5.05. It's 4.57, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Uh, governor Glenn Youngkin is joining us. Always happy to welcome the uh, the governor to the program. Governor, thank you so much for being here. Jeff, thank you so much for having me, and I still remember our celebration on Father's Day together, and so just great to be with you. Oh, the uh, the pleasure is mine. Uh, the, the honor is mine. You have been out and about. I'm waiting for those uh, Glenn Youngkin black satin tour jackets, because you are on tour throughout the Commonwealth on behalf of Secure the Vote these days. Yeah, we are. It's really exciting. First of all, it's great to be uh, both sharing, I think, uh, a great uh, record of delivering. Yeah. Uh, not just me, but our, but our, but our effort all across the state to to re- provide tax relief, to stand up for parents, to make sure that we're we're supporting education and excellence, but also 
really providing our kids a pathway to recover from learning loss. You know, back in the blue, I'm so excited about the, the efforts we've made to increase pay across the Commonwealth and, and you know, candor to run, the, to run the Commonwealth a bit better. You know, gosh, we, in our first four months, we found $1.2 billion of money that didn't need to be spent. That's the basis for our tax relief. Uh, package and uh, and so I'm excited to talk to folks about it. But listen, early voting starts Friday. Yeah, yeah it starts Friday. We got a 45 day sprint in front of us, and we got to get the vote out. Everybody should go to secureyourvotevirginia.com. Make a plan to vote early. Listen, lots of folks like to vote on election day. That is great. But if you don't think you can show up on November the seventh, please make a plan to vote early. We need your vote. Governor, this is one of the obstacles in all candor that we who are uh, Republicans, we are conservatives have had. Uh, we talk about how we don't like these new rules, but we ignore the fact these are the new rules. And by God, if we want to win, you got to play by the rules. You got to listen the rules are the rules. I inherited them. So I'm going to compete and win. And let me just tell you, Jeff, there were 500,000 plus people that voted for Jason Miares and Winsome Sears and me who did not come back and vote in the midterms and that's just wrong we got to get everybody out and therefore we're going to we're going to sign folks up to vote early you can do it in person you can you can order an absentee ballot there'll be an email when it's sent to you there's an email when it's received you know you can count on your vote being counted so let's just make sure we get everybody out to vote and win this this is hugely important we got to get republicans off the sidelines I'm so excited about the opportunity to hold our House and flip our Senate. We have great candidates, and uh, we're going to continue to drive the agenda for the Commonwealth to win. I I will remind everybody that uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin is joining us. It's always great to have the governor with us. Governor, you talk about the great accomplishments during your uh, first couple of years in office. We just got this budget uh, deal done. But if we want to be brutally honest, you could have done a lot more. You could have accomplished a lot more for the people of the Commonwealth if you didn't have this obstructionist state Senate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, really uh, infuriating at times yeah. um, because we, we, we finally get a budget done in September. We should have gotten it done back in February and March. You know, in that budget was a billion dollars of tax relief. Of course, the, the left liberals in the Senate didn't want to have any. And uh, now there's $5 billion of tax relief for Virginians. Uh, that's $2,200 for every typical Virginia family in 20 months. Uh, this is your money, and therefore we want to make sure you get it. It doesn't belong to the state. You know, I, I, Jeff, I'm just stunned sometimes at, at the votes they take. We put a bill in that said that if you are a drug dealer and you deal drugs like fentanyl and someone dies, you should be charged with a felony homicide. And what do they do? They block it. They they basically vote for dealers over victims. And we put a bill in that says if you're a social media company, you can't harvest the data of anybody under the age of 18 and sell it. And what do they do? They block it. They vote with social media companies over families. And, you know, the one, the one that infuriates me the most is back in the previous administration, they passed this, this crazy bill that we have to follow California on what car people buy. And so it's mandating EVs for everybody. And so we put in a bill to turn that around and allow Virginians to pick what car they drive. And, of course, they block that. They're, they're, they're basically picking this, this, this maniacal green, green agenda that is driving America into the hands of China and over top of Virginians having, having their own say about what car they drive. This is what we deal with. It's a delay. It's all politics. They care about themselves as opposed to Virginians. And that's why I'm so excited about the chance to bring this great slate of candidates to the ballot to hold our house and flip our Senate. 
You know, Governor, we've got uh, we do have wonderful candidates. We've got some folks like uh, John McGuire, who's looking to make the move from the House of Delegates to the state Senate. We've got great people like Siobhan Donovan in this new district that they drew. Then, you know, let's be honest, they drew it in such a way they wanted to uh, to kick her out. So, so people really do need to step up and help. They do. They do. We've got to get the vote out. And you just mentioned two great candidates and John McGuire, who's who's been a great delegate and is now going to be a great senator. And Siobhan Donovan, who is literally one of the most well thought of senators. She gets stuff done. She stands strong. And uh, we've got to get her reelected. We've got to get her reelected. You know, we've had we've had such a clear statement from the other side. Everybody who voted with me on something from the Democrat side of things got primaried and pushed out. And, uh, and they're, they're just running so hard left. And we need Siobhan Donovan. We need John McGuire. Uh, we, need, we, we, we need Republicans elected into the House and into the Senate so that we can keep Virginia moving. You talked a little bit about the uh, the desire, the effort, the, the passion, really, that uh, you and uh, your team have brought to this idea of, of getting our kids back to where they were before these lockdowns and the rest of it. All in Virginia, you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, Jeff, it is, it is just heartbreaking uh, to see the long-lasting, the persistent damage that the terrible decisions that were made by the previous administration and school boards to keep our schools shut had on our kids. I mean, Virginia was 44th in the nation in getting kids back in the classroom. And now we see just the terrible impact that it has had on our children and particularly our third through eighth graders. And the, the numbers are just stunning. Two thirds of our third through eighth graders are either at risk of failing or, or failed their math SOLs. Over half of our eighth graders, uh, third through eighth graders, are at risk of failing or failed their reading SOLs. Can you believe these numbers? We've got to get these kids caught back up. And so I went, I I walked across the aisle, and I spent time with uh, leadership from the Senate Democrats and along with our House leadership. And we we put in together $418 million to fund a high-intensity tutoring program so that we can provide three to five hours a week of math and reading tutoring in the schools so that these kids can catch up. It'll run for 16 weeks for some kids and as much as 32 weeks for some kids uh, who really need it. We've got to catch up this generation. The other big issue, of course, uh, the other big issue, Jeff, is that, is that during COVID, when they shut the schools down, they taught kids and families that it was okay to not be in school. Right. And so now we see chronic absenteeism double across the Commonwealth. And so a big chunk of this money as well is targeted to programs to get the kids back in school. And listen, there, there is a fundamental truth that parents in Virginia have fundamental rights to make decisions for their children. We go to work defending them every single day. But parents, you also have a responsibility. Get your kids in school. They must be in the classroom in order to learn these basic, these basic foundational needs of reading and math so they can be successful in life. It's such a, God bless you for doing it. It, it is so vital, and, and, and you can see it. Those of us who are parents that have kids uh, who came through that COVID time, gosh, there are just moments where you shake your head and say, I, I hope, I pray that they're going to be able to uh, to catch up. One one of the things you did in this budget, sir, and, and, and we, we've chatted enough that you know, I've got certain passions, uh, special needs, and and law enforcement. These are these are my things, and boy, you delivered on both fronts in this budget. Well, thank you. I, I, I tell you, I've 
I've laid out a, a serious priorities. And of course, one of them was to make sure that our law enforcement heroes continue uh, to get the support they need. We had $400 million of, of incremental investment in salaries and training and equipment in the, in the budget we signed last summer. And then we made another big step on, ta- on addressing the compression, particularly in our, in our sheriff staff, our deputies all across Virginia. And I have, I have committed myself that we are going to make sure that funding is available for our, for our kids with special needs to get off of the waiting lists. And I was really pleased that uh, we were able to really deliver there. And, you know, there's one thing that I firmly believe that when you make a promise, you got to work like crazy to deliver it. And uh, I think we've I think we really have hit, hit our stride on so many areas of bringing down uh, the tax burdens and making sure that we have good funding into our schools, but also creating multiple pathways for our kids so that they have a choice back in the blue, standing up for so many of our kids that that need extra support. Let's get it to them and particularly our kids with disabilities, uh, we, can, we can do so much better. And I'll tell you, the last thing that I was so pleased with is we've rolled out a very aggressive plan to transform what is an overwhelmed behavioral health system, a behavioral health system that has been, has been overwhelmed by the pandemic, was not designed for what's going on, and particularly for our young kids. And so we, we, we press forward with a lot of our funding for our Right Help Right Now plan. And uh, listen, if we can bring down the cost of living and make sure there's excellence in schools and empower parents and back the blue and stand up for those kids that need extra help. And on top of that, make sure Virginians get the help they need when they need it, when they have a mental health crisis. Boy, Virginia is on the move. And that's why we got to win these elections. No so doubt we can about continue it. to accelerate. No doubt about it. Uh, Mr. Governor, I want to give you a chance to, uh, to, to uh, remind everybody that website for Secure the Vote. But my understanding is, and I don't mean to be uh, blowing things out of the water, but you continue to donate your salary each quarter. Uh, is, is, is the First Lady aware of this? Yes, <laughs> First Lady is aware of it. It's really our salary that we donate, and I know that. And uh, we're going we're gonna to donate this afternoon to an a, incredible organization uh, that, that tutors kids. It's the Life Enrichment Center down in Virginia Beach, and uh, we're going to donate our quarterly salary in order to help them uh, help kids recover from learning loss. And it's a great program that works in the Virginia Beach public school system. God bless you. All right, one more time. Would you give everybody that Secure the Vote website so they can take advantage of that? Yeah, I will. Make a plan. Go to Secure Your Vote Virginia, all spelled out, dot com. SecureYourVoteVirginia.com. It's really easy, a few clicks, and you can either order a mail-in ballot, you can find out where to go vote early, and the great thing is, is when you have a mail-in ballot, you can email your ballots on the way, and then when you send it back in, you get an email that says your ballot's been received, and that that way you know your vote's been counted. Folks, we've got to turn out the vote, we've got to get everybody off the sidelines and participating, we can hold our house and flip our Senate. There you go. 45-day sprint, as you said. Mr. Governor, it is always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. God bless you for what you're doing. Stay strong, would you? Thank you, Jeff. God bless you, too. Take care. Thank you, my friend. That is uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Five twenty-one. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Thanks again to uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin. Always appreciate uh, the governor dropping by. Can I remind you that men have prostates? No, no. The, the, the re- well, the reason that I am uh, bringing this up is that there is a the leading organization in Ireland uh, designed to fight cancer 
has uh, recently come out and reminded, uh, uh, well, guys who, you know, are pretending to be women that they need to have their prostate checked. I, I, I'm not a biologist, as you know, but I did take biology. And I am, I am thinking back to uh, biology in high school and biology in college, and here's what I can tell you. Women do not have prostates. And while the Marie Keating Foundation wants to eradicate cancer, which is clearly, obviously, universally an excellent goal women do not have prostates quote prostate cancer awareness is important to everyone born with a prostate that's what the marie keating foundation said released as their statement well uh foundation you didn't have to use all those words you didn't have to waste all those letters here's what they wrote Prostate cancer awareness is important to everyone born with a prostate. Uh, I can rewrite that for you. Save some time. Save some characters. Prostate cancer awareness is important to men. Boom. End of story. Now, they said men and those born male uh huh, or assigned male at birth. A woman who was assigned male at birth has a prostate. No, actually, Marie Keating Foundation, there are no women that have prostates. Those are men. Now, those men may choose to dress like women. They may use women's names. They may go down that whole uh, pronoun selection route. But they're dudes. Dudes have prostates and just in case you are worried marie keating foundation about i don't know ovarian cancer also a terrible terrible thing we all need to be on guard about especially those people who were born with ovaries or as we might say in the english language women you're welcome no i would i am happy to help any time that i am able to provide a a helping hand or well I can't really provide a helping prostate. No, a helping hand. I'm going to I'm going to go with helping hand and we're leaving it at that. Isn't it crazy? Does anybody want anybody to get cancer by the way? Of course not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. There's just nobody sitting around going, "Well, I hope they do." They no. But can we not every once in a while just visit planet Earth? It's such a lovely place. Lovely place to hang out, live, work, raise a family. Oh, that's Virginia, right? We're all trying to make Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. Planet Earth is pretty cool. There are some challenges. I'm going to remind you now. We talked a little bit about Goochland County, the race for Commonwealth's attorney out there. Uh, The current Commonwealth's attorney, the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney, just does not seem to give a crap about anybody in the Goochland County Sheriff's Office. Seems to be much more concerned with uh, with deal making than than prosecuting criminals. That bothers me, and we will talk more about that uh, as we head through the next couple of days. I remind you, down in Chesterfield County, the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney, absolute disaster, an absolute disaster. 
You care about crime in Chesterfield County? You know exactly what the incumbent did. You know the deal that was cut. The idea that someone who is arrested because he's traveling to victimize a child, and she decided, let's make a deal, like she's Monty Hall. Absolutely appalling. You got big races in Chesterfield, Henrico, and Goochland relating to Commonwealth's attorney. We're going to talk about all of that. Uh, We've got a lot of the folks who are seeking offices. They're going to be joining us over the next couple of days. You got to hear what's available to you. You really, really do. It is 526. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Five thirty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. I, I just want to remind you: next week, uh, big big week. We've got Bill O'Reilly joining us on Tuesday. He's got a brand new book out. I'm telling you, he writes them as fast as I read them. Uh, latest in the Killing Season, uh, Killing Series, rather. It's called Killing the Witches, all about the uh, Salem witch trials. And I. I as you know, lived uh, one town over from Salem for years and years and years. So I'm I'm just so excited about reading that. Bill O'Reilly will be with us next week. Monday, I am off for, uh, for Yom Kippur, but uh, former governor Doug Wilder is going to be sitting in for me. And, uh, well, you know, I love the gov. And so it's great when he takes some time to, uh, to, to do that uh, on the program. Uh, we are... Hot and heavy, are we not, as we get into election season? Remember, it's a 45-day-long period to vote. It's not election day anymore. It's 45 days where you can go. You can go to uh, this location, that location, and everybody, every county has got multiple, multiple posts that uh, you have to look at. Now, we have a concern on this program with our schools. We want our children educated. We don't want them indoctrinated. There are members of uh, school boards hither and yon. Uh, Dr. Charlotta Berenger-Brown has been with us before, and uh, she has, I think, a unique perspective on education, and she is actually running for uh, for one of the seats down there in Chesterfield. I'm happy to say the good doctor is joining us. Doc, thanks for being here. Greetings. How are you doing, Mr. Katz? I am doing well. It is great to hear your voice again. Tell me... uh, how it's going in terms of your campaign, and more importantly, what is it that uh, you really are looking to do as a member of that board down there? Well, I want to first tell you that the campaign is going well. We are getting a grand swell of support. I mean, there. every time I go out, I, I get more volunteers. I get more people learning about me and understanding what my focus is. I tell people I'm a I'm an average person, and I'm tired of the, the things that have gone on with the schools, the agendas, um, just the no focus on education, um, you know, students not being able to read when they complete high school. Someone has certified them, and they cannot read, and therefore we're looking at the shortage in the workforce, and not just the workforce, but just productive citizens overall. So that's why I'm in the race. Like I tell people, I'm a product of the Chesterfield County Public Schools. Chesterfield is my community. I'm a product of the schools. I began my teaching career in the Dale District. And I, I just tell everyone, this is my community. I believe in I know the goodness of the schools. I know what we can do to be better. Allow my experience to work for you. And so that's been working well. I've been getting a lot of parent groups and just a lot of support um, at this particular time. Wow. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that. And just remind people, because it, it seems to be... 
it, it ought to be simple, and it's not. The idea that... No, it, it, it's very complex. Right, it is. And it's so thoroughly complex. You've been in the classroom. You've been there as a teacher. You've been an administrator, and you say you're just a regular person. You're a regular person with an awful lot of accomplishments and uh, insight into this. So what is the what is it that's lacking today in the Chesterfield County Public Schools? Transparency. Um, I talk to a lot of parents, and what they just want is they want the truth. They want good quality education. They are try- they're tired of really having to fight against the schools just to get their kids educated in the way that they would want to. Um, like I said, again, there are a lot of things that at play here with the social agendas where people would be very shocked at people looking at from the outside what's really going on with the schools and the agenda that's being pushed from the top down. Um, as far as the transparency, I mean the the um, budget, you know, what's going on with the budget, how, the, how are the dollars being spent. We often look at our um, partnerships with the Board of Supervisors, and we look at development in our communities. We also need to know about the planning of the schools. We just need to work hand-in-hand with all of the persons in the county that actually hold those seats and to be able to work well with people just across the aisle. And I tell people it's not about Republican, it's not about Democrat, it's not about Independent. Vote for the person. Vote for the person that you know will do the best job for you and has your true interest at heart. So we, we, we hear that phrase transparency, and you're right, a lot of times it relates to, uh, to budgetary issues, but when we're talking about education, we as parents have been told by some, hey, you have no role in this, shut up, sit down, go away, leave it to the pros, and, and, and quite frankly, as a parent, I find that rather insulting. I'd like to think that I have some yeah. role uh, in my yeah. children's education. Is, is, you do. Is that the big issue? I mean, are you hearing from a that lot of That is the big issue, and, and I'm going to tell you, yeah, that's, that is the big issue. The big issue is parental rights. And what I try to tell people, I'm against the unionization of teacher of, of the Teachers Association. Mm-hmm. People think that they have very few parental rights now. Yeah. If you were to allow that to happen, you would have zero, almost zero to none. Because people do not realize what's behind the agenda of that. You would keep people in place that really, like, say, for instance, I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And there are excellent teachers. There are excellent educators, uh, you know, administrators, and the parents really want to work with both sides. That's great. But when you have other forces at play, parental rights will go out the window. And I know that for a fact from policy standpoint and from law standpoint, you have people in the classroom who, number one, weren't teaching the first day, certainly won't be teaching 10 and 20 and 30 years down the road. It'll be much harder to get rid of someone who's not even doing their job when they start off. What a great So people just don't understand. It also will draw up taxes. Mm -hmm. It will cause taxes to increase and other things to happen in our community that we don't want. So we need to really look at what is behind the agenda of someone running. What are they really about? Are they really about the students, the parents, the community, and the administrators working hand-in-hand to get that job done? So that every First of all, one of my things is this. And parents asked me, they said, well, what would you do to bring the community back together? I would teach parents to work with the schools, how to work with the schools. A lot of parents want to be engaged, but they don't know how. They're working 40 to 60 hour day, you know, hours, you know, a week. And they don't know where to jump in. And I want to be able to say, look, this is these are some of the things you can do to engage to help your child do better. Sometimes people don't want to ask because they're ashamed. You just have to go to them and say, look, these are some of the things that may be needed. This is how you can engage. You have to Mm -hmm. teach. Both sides have to communicate, and for so long they have not. So 
you know, you, you're, you're, you're talking about uh, bringing these folks together, or these folks, all of, all, all of us together, to, to have these conversations, making sure that uh, people are aware of the true motivation for folks who are seeking these seats. And, and I'm curious to know, are you doing a lot of the, the door knocking? Is it PTE yeah. meetings? What is it? Yeah. Yes. Um, like I said, again, I am doing all of it um, yeah. in every facet that you could think of, um, just just general messaging within the community. And like I said, a lot of groups have gotten together most recently and have then continued to invite me out to speak to small groups, large groups. So the people are getting to know me. They're getting to be able to ask me questions all the time. I, I met a PTA mom and she invited me to a meeting and I called her back. Um, she sent me an email and she left her her phone number and I called her back and she was so excited that I had called her back because she said, oh, I just thought you were just going to shoot me an email and just blow me off. And I said, no, ma'am, um, this is the way I am in all facets. I will give you a call back. I communicate well with people. Um, if you call me or you email me, I will get back to you. I may not get back to you literally that minute, but I will get back to you literally as soon as possible. And so you try to have a good um, level of, of um, communication with people so they begin to trust you. Then when they meet you in person, they say, you know, oh, wow, I can ask this person questions without fear or they won't dodge them or they won't tell me something that's not true. And I tell people, don't look to me to tell you something that's not true. I'm not trying to get I'm trying to get to, to the school board, but I'm not going to lie to you to get there. Wow. Great stuff. Uh, where should people go to learn a little bit more, reach out to you, have a conversation? I would love for them to connect with me on my website, which is Behringer Brown. Behringer spelled B as in Bob, A-R-R-I-N-G-E-R, Brown, for, F-O-R, for school board. Behringer Brown for school board.com. When they go to the website, they can then email me, and my email is about the same. It's Behringer Brown at gmail.com. But again, they can go to Behringer Brown for schoolboard.com and then they can email me and they can leave a phone number they can leave their email ask me a question or if they want me to call them i will be glad to do the same well i love it uh dr uh, charletta barringer brown i appreciate you being here i wish you the best of luck it uh, certainly sounds like the folks in that uh, dale district in uh, chesterfield would be well served with you as their representatives uh, thank you so much for that it is 545 jeff katz news radio wrva Fifty-two, Jeff Gans, News Radio WRVA. It is Wednesday, and uh, well, Friday begins this whole early voting thing. I, I should stop saying early voting. It begins the voting process. It's forty-five days long. It's just the way it is now. My friend John Reed, I think, is doing a great job in the morning, and uh, he, I know, is 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 having every candidate for every office everywhere on the show. Uh, we're having fewer in the afternoon, but nonetheless, you're getting a feel, I hope, a sense of uh, who's running and why they're running, and in some cases, why you shouldn't be voting for them. Uh, I'll be listening to John tomorrow. I'm very excited about the fact that uh, John is responsible for bringing Andy No to town. We, we look for solid journalists, and it's getting harder and harder and harder uh, to find them. It really is. And so there are some really good citizen journalists who are out there. I refer you again, you can laugh all you want, but Mike Dickinson has provided such vital information to this program uh, with the Susanna Gibson matter. And I don't see anybody else doing it. I don't hear anybody else doing it. I don't read anybody else doing it. In fact, the uh, the, the newspaper yesterday had an op-ed piece from her 
and uh, never once said, oh, yeah, she's a nurse practitioner and a porno performer. Well, I mean, that, she made money at it. She's a professional. There's a real question that has to be asked about laws regarding sex and money. Now, it happened in Henrico, so I've got to think that the uh, the good left-wing prosecutor in Henrico, Shannon Taylor, will ignore it promptly. Shannon Taylor, uh, I think, thoroughly nice woman. Let, let me be very clear. I really do. I mean, I've enjoyed every interaction I've had with her. And I wouldn't vote for her if you were threatening to beat me with a hammer. She is a rock-solid, left-wing, Soros-style pseudo-prosecutor. And what she's really doing, the people at Henrico really need to be aware of this. What she's really doing is running for attorney general. She wants to be attorney general. Now, there is another Shannon running, Shannon Dillon. Shannon Dillon uh, is actually going to join us on the air tomorrow, 4.05. Shannon Dillon has, shall we say, uh, a lot of questions about what the other Shannon has been doing as CA. And I'm looking forward to chatting uh, with Shannon Dillon again tomorrow. I think it's going to be very, very enlightening. Uh, we're going to have John Lumpkins on, who is the Republican candidate for Commonwealth's attorney in Goochland. We've got the clerk of the circuit court who is going to join us as well, because she has said, you don't know what a disaster the incumbent Mike Caudill is. You would not believe how unprepared and unprofessional the CA's office is under Mike Caudill. So we've got all of that coming up to cover our friends in Goochland. And then down in Chesterfield, well, we'll have Aaron Barr on with us again. Aaron is an independent running for Commonwealth's attorney. And uh, there are those, oh, well, you know, Jeff, she used to be a Democrat. I, I don't really care at this point in that regard. Because the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield also. Absolute utter disaster. And, uh, well, anyway, I, I just thought I'd share all of that uh, with you. So we've got a lot of good stuff that is coming up. And I, can I take a moment just to say congratulations to a friend of mine, Carl Leonard, the sheriff of uh, Chesterfield County? The Virginia Sheriff's Association had this big conference the other day, and uh, the Virginia Special Olympics president saluted a few sheriffs for all of their great partnerships and contributions to the Special Olympics. And no shock here, my friend Carl Leonard was one of those honored. Uh, Carl, every single year, does such amazing work on behalf of the Special Olympics. And as the uh, the dad to a young lady who used to be a Special Olympian, as the, the friend to Emily Morrissey, my friend Emily, who is a Special Olympian, uh, thank you so much to Carl Leonard for, for what he does to support Special Olympics. It really, really means the world to those of us who, uh, who have kids who have, uh, children who have participated. They're not necessarily kids, but children who have participated. All right. Uh, Wednesday evening, have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRP.
in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 